Hello everyone, my name is Magdalena Palavecino and I am the 2020 to 2021 Communications and Social Media Intern at GlobeMed headquarters. GlobeMed aims to mobilize a community of students and grassroots leaders to work together to improve the health of people around the world. We do that by partnering chapters of university students with groundbreaking grassroots organizations in Asia, Africa, and the Americas. As you may know, this year GlobeMed is celebrating its 15-year anniversary, and as a way to look back into our programming, we invited two grassroots on-site work internship alums from the UCLA chapter to look back at their time with GlobeMed. The GlobeMed alums joining us here today are Nisarg and Ryan. Thank you both for making the time to speak to us today. So if we could just begin with introductions, you can say your name, your pronouns, um, any e-board roles you held during your time at GlobeMed at UCLA, um, the year you went on GROW, and what you are doing today. I can go first. Hi, everyone. I am Ryan. My pronouns are he, him. While I was at GlobeMed at UCLA, I served as community building director, an internal president, and also GROW coordinator. I subsequently went on GROW in the summer of 2017, and I'm currently a management consultant at Accenture, focusing on um, clinical patient and provider experiences. Um, my name is Nisarg. My pronouns are he, him as well. Um, I served as GROW coordinator and then internal president, went on GROW in 2019, and since then have right now I'm in a gap year, just enjoying my time doing a little bit of traveling until med school starts in the fall. Great. Uh, congrats to you both on what you are doing and pursuing. So I guess we would start with the main question. So what attracted you to join GlobeMed during undergrad, if you remember? Uh, for me, what it was, was I was always interested in global health, but didn't necessarily get that outlet through my major since I studied engineering. And so it was just word of mouth um, with one of my friends who was in GlobeMed and was in the same major as me. And they talked to me about the organization, what they do, and it aligned a lot with my interests and interests that I had that I didn't necessarily, I wasn't able to cultivate or come to fruition on my own. So I kind of just fell into it and um, it worked out from there. So I joined my freshman year spring quarter and uh, was in it through the end. Yeah, I kind of had a similar thing. Um, you know, I was there freshman year, fall activities, orientation, like going through all of the club boots and like trying to figure out what I wanted to join. And then I came across GlobeMed and I was, had a really good time talking to someone there. I don't remember who now, but it was just, it was just really great because I was also interested in global health like Ryan, but uh, I think the fact that it was so partner oriented and so focused on sustainability was something that made it different from a lot of the other organizations on campus that we're either focused on providing supplies or doing, you know, mission trips or things like that, which are all really important things. But I think Lomet took it to a little bit of a, of a next level and, you know, really focusing and shining a spotlight on your partner. And that was something that kind of drew me to join. So I joined for my fall quarter freshman year and then have been there um, th throughout my time in college. Yeah, and I really resonate with what both of you are saying. I feel like at least Lomet at UCLA, I think it does a very good job at like making sure that other students understand what the goal and sort of the mission and leadership practices that GloMed practices are. Um, I know that I joined my sophomore year because one of my closest friends today also talked about how it was different from mission trips. It was different from just the regular type of volunteering that we are usually exposed to. So I really resonate with what 
both of you said. So I guess next question, how did your time in GlobeMed influence what opportunities you wanted to pursue um, after graduation? I think for me, it solidified in my mind that I wanted to focus on a healthcare-related career, whether that's locally or abroad. And so what GlobeMed taught me um, that I wasn't getting in other aspects of my time at UCLA were the intersection between equity and healthcare and that um, there are a lot of inherent barriers in the system, whether that's in our healthcare in the U.S. or globally in terms of getting access to quality care. Um, so it just solidified in me that that was something that I saw all around me, but I didn't recognize until Globemed essentially taught me or opened my eyes to it. And so it reinforced that that's something I wanted to dedicate a portion of my career to in the future. Yeah, kind of piggybacking off of that. I think something that you notice a lot when, you, when you're on GROW is the nuances in the healthcare system. And I knew I wanted to go into medicine before GROW, but where I wanted to go was a question that was sort of left unanswered. And then I got some clarity on GROW because I noticed you know, different barriers related to access to care, the affordability, the way that you know a decentralized and even like rural healthcare system works in somewhere outside of the US. And um, that was really important to see because even when I came back right after GROW, my lab was working on stuff related to HIV AIDS and that was a region that was affected by HIV several years ago and they're still uh, you know, recovering from the lingering effects of that disease. And so I really wanted to work and pivot some of the work that we were doing on lab related to accessibility instead of just like, you know, treatments that were there for people who could afford them or treatments specifically for Western countries. And so I thought, you know, that sort of work was really important to me. So I think moving forward, I want to go into research or um, at least some sort of clinical medicine that revolves around um, empowering low and middle income countries to develop better health infrastructure or treatments that are more accessible and affordable. Yeah. And Nisarg, I know that when you got back from GROW, you also did um, a research course sort of stemming from the research that Globin at UCLA had done during the GROW internship. Um, did you see this different perspective that the GROW experience brought to the research that you were trying to compile from the surveys that the UCLA chapter carries out? Yeah, I mean, I thought that was really interesting because we were trying to like use this new curriculum for the menstrual hygiene work that we were doing there and the sanitary pad project. And so, uh, you know, going through with the GROW team and like reading papers about that and seeing where our research differed and things like that was really helpful because you could see how important that kind of work is in the context of educating, uh, you know, students about like the social problems or difficulties associating with girls menstruating in school, you know, and like what that means as a student and, you know, ways to create more body positive environments at school and around campus. And so that sort of support system and building that in school was really, really nuanced. And it was a good perspective to sort of focus on because I feel a lot of, you know, as we talked about earlier was like donating pads, like building supplies or like wash, uh, you know, infrastructure in those regions which is incredibly important but i think like we we took a little bit more of like a mental health uh slash education route towards it and i thought that was interesting and something that i wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to research or experience without grow 
Um, so I guess you both come from different majors and like discipline backgrounds, but we see that sort of converge in Globe Med and whether that is engineering, as Ryan, you were saying, um, whether that is wanting to pursue pre-med. I know we have a lot of students that are policy or IDS, international development studies. So I guess specifically for each of you, why is advocating for global health equity, which is a huge part of the Globe Med curriculum and model, important to you and what are some challenges to this type of work and how do you think you've over overcome them after your time in Globe Med? I think the simplest answer for me why global health equity is so important is that I inherently believe healthcare is a human right and one person over the other should not have access to higher quality healthcare just because they are better able to afford it or have more privilege than another person. So that's kind of that innate drive for me in terms of advocating for global health equity, um, both globally, but also health equity here in our backyard. Uh, the biggest challenges that I've seen both in our time at GlobeMed and also just um, getting to know and work with different nonprofits outside of college is fundraising. So a lot of the work cannot happen without donors, without um, different organizations donating money or time um, to these efforts. There isn't really a coordinated flow of income for these organizations. And oftentimes they're left scrambling to make ends meet. And with that also comes their own employees oftentimes hurting or having very, very low salaries, which I think is pretty difficult because there are folks doing really, really, really important work. But if they themselves can't support themselves, how can they support the others in the crusade for global health equity? So I believe that having a steady income stream for these organizations is the most beneficial thing, and it'll hopefully advance global health equity in the future. In terms of overcoming that in GlobeMed, I think, at least in my time, we made great improvements from my freshman year to my senior year of like how much we were able to fundraise and through different avenues. I think targeting college students is always difficult because they inherently don't have as much money since they're paying for their tuition, um, but doing it in very interesting, um, unique and creative ways, we were able to meet and exceed our um, fundraising goals for our partner, which was really, really exciting. Yeah, um, I think like kind of along the same lines, like believing that healthcare is a human right, but also you know, coming from parents who are immigrants, I think I was always exposed to going back to India and seeing how different healthcare was there. So from a very young age, I was exposed to different healthcare systems in two different parts of the world. And so seeing how different that was and seeing what equity, you know, would really mean if things were more fair, um, I think is something that was always, that was something that I always thought about. Like whenever we talked about problems in classes about things related to healthcare system or even in Globe Med, I could obviously think about an experience before grow, which is going back to where my parents were, which is, uh, you know, India. And so that was, or where they grew up, which is India. And so that was really um, something that got me interested in health equity without me even knowing is just having those experiences as a kid and understanding what medicine was to them growing up and what medicine is now when I grew up. And so, um, and then in terms of challenges, yeah, financials are a really big thing. And I just like I, to like, I jump on that. I think uh, flexibility is really important in global health, um, financially also in terms of how you approach projects. So, um, you know, something that happened while we were on grow is that we needed to like, we, we were on grow doing a lot of menstrual hygiene work, doing a lot of wash work. And then we got there and then we realized there were problems related to um, the school we were working at, like the fact that they were in debt, the fact that, um, you know, they needed safe transportation. So we started fundraising for a school bus during that time. And so I think, I think like 
having that flexibility, not only financially to decide to put money in different projects, but also that, you know, health is very holistic. You can't just be like, oh, this one region needs health in this one area or this one sector. It needs to be addressed in every single aspect, both the socioeconomics and all the other factors that go into health. And so that's what makes global health really important because you're uplifting communities as a whole, not just one aspect of their health. And so uh, there needs to be flexibility, both financially and in terms of the projects that you create. Um, in doing so. And so, you know, one of the ways we met that challenge is what I just talked about, which was fundraising for that school bus. And while we haven't, as far as I know, we haven't been able to get that yet, but we're making strides in that direction is really important. Yeah. And just commenting on the whole like global health equity connected to like the finances aspect as well. I know that this past year at the UCLA chapter, we've been trying to really try like hone in to how health equity can't really be achieved if the fundraising is not striving to be self-sufficient in the end. I know that a lot of times we can put so much concentration into fundraising because as both of you are saying, there's not that much that you can do without just the incoming flow of fundraising, but also going deeper through um, internal GEQ conversations and sort of discussing how having our partner, the Mpoma Community for HIV and AIDS Initiative sort of become financially sustainable in the end and that being done through the projects that we are sort of helping them implement. Um, for example, the pig project, we know that that's a financial sustainability project. It's actually like getting bigger and bigger this year. Now we have multiple villages that have expanded to have uh, pigs for financial sustainability, which is great. Um, but yeah, just in terms of bringing it back to global health equity, um, a huge part of Globe Med is just making sure that the communities are the like bearers of the most knowledge and be able to become financially sustainable in the future so that this huge necessity that exists today of just the, the flow of um, fundraising uh, can just sort of not be a forever necessity for these organizations to keep doing the great work that they're doing. Okay, so now we can go into like grow specific questions. I know I'm very interested in these answers because I was set to go and grow last summer and due to the pandemic, um, I was not able to go, but I don't think Ryan knows, but I was also set to be director of partnerships this last year. So I was able to still make a connection with basically the director of MCHI, Uncle Peter, which was great because even though I didn't get to go and grow, I still got to Skype Uncle Peter every other week. So I'm interested to hear your answers on these questions. So first one, um, what made you choose to go and grow? Um, I guess you were both grow coordinators as well. Um, and so what were you the most um, excited about in terms of wanting to go and grow? What made me really want to go and grow is I tend towards the tangible. So I really like being able to see, feel, um, hear, what impact we're having on in terms of our partner and also the community that our partner serves. So that was probably my biggest kind of motivation to want to go on grow is to actually see the impact of the work that myself and all my other peers are putting in here in California, but then being able to actually hear the stories from the communities that we help serve that it's helping them or it's not helping them. And how do we change that? So that tangibility aspect of grow was the biggest drive for me and what I was most excited about I think particularly as a grow coordinator I was really excited about building a team a team that would be successful a team that would work and also a team that would get along and have fun so 
that was probably one of the most exciting things for as a grow coordinator. And then in terms of the work that we were going to do on ground, I was excited to see how we can improve on any inefficiencies or issues that some of the community members would have. And so as we went on our outreaches, we definitely saw areas that could be improved. And so kind of focusing more on that aspect, talking about it with Peter and the rest of the employment team, that was really, really exciting to try to not only assess what's happening, but then see how we can improve it and make it better than it was in the past year. Yeah. Um, in terms of what excited me, I think just, you know, being a freshman hearing from the previous grow team, I think it was Ryan's year, right? Like you guys um, were talking all about grow and it was super exciting. Sanji, who was also on their team, was like leading partnership presentations. And um, there was just, it was just, they were just glowing when they were talking about it. And being part of that seemed so interesting because I was, um, I got to hear about what was what we were doing for our partner in terms of fundraising, in terms of what our projects were, but I wanted to actually be there and talk to people and try to help out using my own hands or, you know, working with them in meetings. And so that's what kind of drew me into pursuing Grow and then applying for GrowCord. Um, and then the exciting part was just, you know, from there on out, having a team that was really, you know, creative and interested in pushing um, both Empoma and us to think about our partnership in new ways. Like, how are we going to, you know, tackle different problems and think out of the box? And so, uh, you know, creating new survey designs or, uh, you know, creating this new sanitary pad curriculum or working on the pig project that the previous year had started thinking about, like all of that was really interesting because we were able to take things in slightly new directions, which was very exciting because we were able to see, you know, small, small changes occur on the ground there, which was so you know, rewarding. And now, you know, hearing you talk about how the peak project has expanded ever since then, it's just amazing because it's all a domino effect. You just have to get started. And when you do one thing, it can actually be such a big change in the community. It seems like a huge part um, of like the appeal to grow aside from just like getting to know Uncle Peter and like getting to know the community as and as you were saying, Ryan, just the tangible aspect of being able to see what um, the chapter is fundraising for and what the partnership presentations are actually talking about is it seems like the passion that people come back uh, from go and speak about the organization with I know that what motivated me to apply to go and grow was seeing all of my friends in these orgs year go and grow and come back and just not be able to shut up about what they had done during the trip and then as you were saying these like seeing Sanji do a partnership presentations a year after she had gone on grow and then just having garima um our friend also who went on grow come back and just try to bring the knowledge that she had acquired to the rest of chapter um i knew that made me want to also be there and be able to bring that knowledge back and um, through partnership presentations as well um and now actually the grow cord that was it, or this year's grow court because we're having a virtual grow experience is going to be the director of partnerships the year after and so we also have that continuity where sort of the experiences from the trip or this year from the virtual experience will be able to be carried through with that relationship with uncle peter um, and sort of create this continuity over the years despite the fact that students are graduating students are coming into a chapter and so i just think that that's great <laughs> Next question, and this one I'm very interested in, and it might be hard to answer, but what was your favorite memory during GROW if you had to pick one, maybe two? I will pick two. I'll have a favorite memory while we were working with our partner and then a favorite memory of the trip holistically. 
So I think my favorite memory in a more professional sense was we were on an outreach and um, Nisar probably knows the weather gets really variable at certain times. And so while we were on the outreach, there was like an incoming storm and um, it started raining, thunderstorm, pouring rain. And um, everywhere we were, obviously it's like very muddy when it gets wet and there was like no stopping in sight. So myself and I was uh, with Uncle Peter on this outreach, we just ducked into um, one of the village members' homes and just stayed there in this little room, essentially with this stranger that I didn't know. And he just welcomed us with open arms. And we just sat there for two hours waiting for the storm to pass. I really thought that that memory was special just because one, it made me realize just like how different of a culture it is in Uganda, um, how opening, how open people are to just letting strangers into their home to protect themselves from the rain. And then also in those two hours, able, I was able to have just like really different conversations with Uncle Peter that we weren't able to do normally um, because we were stuck in a room together. So it was, a, it was a really cool opportunity to connect with him and then also to someone who um, was being positively impacted by the um, four whole projects that we were working on. So I think that was my favorite memory professionally. And then just holistically, my favorite memory with my grow team was there's a um, I don't know how to classify it, like a restaurant bar type place just down the road. I'm totally blanking on the name, which I'm kind of sad about, but myself and Dominic Sanji, we'd go there sometimes just to get some work done. And so we'd enjoy a drink with each other. Um, we'd get work done and it was a nice time to just have to ourselves since if we weren't there, if we weren't, you know, on a trip or an outreach, we were always surrounded. I mean, in a good way by Uncle Peter and Poma and also the Johnson Nicosi Primary School. So those times were, it was a fun time just to like be with the three of us, get work done, have fun and um, relax a bit. That sounds wonderful. I feel like I lived through that storytelling. <laughs> There's like too many experiences to choose from, but I think I'll also have to pick two. Um, one is, you know, we were at the biannual meeting, which was super cool, first of all, because like you have all of these like super high village, like chairs and like their whole council and then you have like local government leaders come and like on, a, on an event that you put on which first of all is very rewarding to see that people are willing to show up for that and second we really tried to have it a format where um try to encourage as much group discussion as possible because we didn't want to just show our findings and be like this is xyz which needs to be done we instead just you know pitch some of our ideas as recommendations and handed out flyers and just let you know the impoma team lead conversations and you know it was really rewarding at the very end especially to see uh people come together and I, there was just one point where this uh village uh i think chair said we should create like a partnership between all of our villages and like ask the local government for support in like funding things for the water users committee or boreholes or something like that and then seeing that conversation just swell and you know sort of talk about forming like some sort of like union type thing was really interesting because that's basically what we're there for right we're there to help mobilize communities to come band together act together and use their collective voice to push for action and to see all that happen was really rewarding and, an, and a fantastic memory that i'll always have with me just because of how special that like our work was able to at least somewhat facilitate that to happen. Um, and then on a more lighthearted and fun note, just the time we spent with the kids at Johnson Nicosi was super important. Like getting to teach the students there was always super rewarding, even though it wasn't the main focus of our partnership. We realized how important the school is and how it's a stronghold in the community and how it attracts you know people to 
like have faith and continue working with Mpoma. And so um, at the end, like, you know, it's, we just have like dance parties all the time because the students love dancing. And so we'd all get together in like their little quad area and then everyone would come out, pull out new moves and they would teach us dances and, and we'd learn the songs and everything. So that was just really heartwarming because I have so many videos on my phone to this day of just videos of us dancing and just having a good time together and, you know, just sharing and enjoying the culture that was there and what it meant to like live there and immerse yourself in that. Okay, so I have a, a question stemming from that because I know Emily May, our friend, talks so much about like climbing the mango tree. So did both of you climb the mango tree? Uh, yeah, I didn't get the opportunity to. Um, when they were climbing up the trees to get the fruit, um, Ruth, who was kind of our our go-to person while we were in Uganda. She helped us with everything. Um, um, she was there. And so she was like, you guys will not climb the tree. They'll go climb it for you and get the fruit. So um, I didn't get the opportunity, but we got the fruit and it was delicious. I want to say when we went, there were actually all, I think most of the fruit had been harvested already. Like, I don't think there were that many mangoes left up on the tree, but I remember like on our, like in our last week, we all went out to just watch the stars at school we'll to go like stargaze, like go visit the grounds again. Um, and so it was like at 10 PM. And then all of a sudden we're like, no one's climbed the mango tree yet. And then Emily's like, no, I still have to climb the mango tree. So she goes in the middle of the night and like starts climbing this tree. We don't know if they're like ants on the tree or other bugs. She's like, I'm just going to do it. And uh, she's in her tivas and she gets up to like the second branch. And then she's like, okay, I'm going to go back down. But that was really funny I did not climb the tree she was the brave soul who did in our group of course she was <laughs> so next question um what was the single most uh, important thing you learned during your girl experience if you can pinpoint one I think for me it's something I learned that transcends both my experience on grow and also what I see and do in my career after graduation what I learned was that when you're approaching an organization or anyone that's going through change or want to go through change, what they think they need and what they want to do isn't necessarily either one, their biggest pain point or two, the place to start. So one experience, particularly while on GROW indicated this to me, we were trying to work a little bit with the sanitary pad project and Uncle Peter and the team were really excited and they wanted to expand it to other schools um, locally because there was a lot of in their way hype about it and um, folks were wanting to join in and so we started exploring that a little bit but there was a huge huge issue that they hadn't dealt with that if they expanded it to another school they'd just be creating more of an issue and that was in terms of how to properly dispose of sanitary pads after they were um, used or after its life cycle had ended and so after kind of wrapping our minds around okay what does Impomo want to do versus where are they now? What should they focus on? We realized that before getting to that final step of them expanding this program, they really should focus on ensuring it's a well-oiled machine before um, you know, making it a bigger thing. So we focused more on sanitation. We um, got a partnership with a local Kampala waste management company to come. And we also went and explored different schools that were having the same issue with sanitary pad and waste disposal. So that experience taught me, and I think my other GROW teammates, that what we're hearing from our partner sometimes isn't like the biggest issue, and we need to look a little bit deeper into that. And so I often do that with my clients now in my job. When they're coming to me with issues and want to talk through things, um, there's oftentimes I need to 
probe a little bit more because what they see on the surface level as an issue isn't necessarily the best starting point or isn't the thing that they should be dealing with first. So it's something that uh, it taught me a lot while I was on the team, but then I also use it a lot now. So it's definitely been a useful experience. Yeah, I think academically and theoretically, we talk about global health work really well um, in GlobeMed. And um, I think what's different is like when the partnership presentations get in, we get to see what it's like to really, you know, deal with the actual problems that go on there. But when we went to actually ungrow, I think what you really learn is how different, you know, global health or community-based work gets actually achieved and done, right? So, you know, we were focused on, you know, building boreholes and getting people to uh, you know, pay water user fees and all of that was really important, but there were also other issues like what happens when the fence around a borehole breaks, who pays for that? Or what happens when a community's handle breaks three times because it's being pumped too much and overused because the nearby village doesn't have a, doesn't have a borehole. Like when you have problems like that, when things are, aren't perfect, like theoretically, we can sit in a classroom and talk about, you know, these are XYZ solutions, but on the ground with limited resources, limited time and limited money, how are you actually going to achieve that? And so I think at that point, like really tapping into and, re and realizing the wealth of knowledge that the community possesses and using them to guide creating solutions is really important. That's a major takeaway that my GROW team and I took away from GROW because, you know, that's that's what you're there to do. It's to use that knowledge, but and, and it's use that knowledge that the community has and tap into the connections, the resources, the network that we have as GlobeMed students to try to make that become a reality in some sort of way, in the most sustainable way possible, of course. And so um, I, think, I think that's the major takeaway in realizing that you're really there to not do things, but really listen and figure out how you can help the community actualize their own goals basically always coming back to the idea that the community members are the bearers of the most knowledge and and being able to like center them in their pursuits for more boreholes every year more expanding the pig project and whatever their agenda is that year sort of making sure that they're listened to and that we're there to like bring in an outsider's perspective that is um, always going back to what they have to say and what they want to pursue. What was especially hard during the GROW internship? And this could be anything. It could be from like adapting culturally. It can be from um, one of the projects that you were faced with. I think for me, uh, one of the harder things about the GROW internship was being able to lay out how we can best maximize our time for the greatest impact. Uh, mostly because when you get there, you have the base of the project, which is assessing our water access sanitation hygiene project. But then there's a lot of ancillary things around that, like sanitary pad project, being able to help the school teachers um, give lessons on sexual health, um, personal health and hygiene, and um, other things that the Poma team also brings up as pain points. And so being able to balance both the work that we went there to do, and also the extra, the extra opportunities for impact that are presented to us while on the trip. It was an interesting balance between where do we really focus our time? What's the most important? What will make our partnership stronger in the future? And what other things do we maybe need to set on the back burner for now and address maybe throughout the year and potentially on next year's grow team? So that was probably the most difficult thing to think through, both within our own grow team and with our partner. 
Yeah, um, Ryan kind of stole my answer, but I think that um, I think I think I can point to like a specific memory too. Like I think the individual events that occur on Grow are also can be really, uh, I guess, important in terms of how they shape your team and what what motivates you to do certain things, whether it's your interactions with different members in the villages you do outreaches in or the kids in school. Um, I mean, I, I remember one time we were coming back from an outreach and um, like Johnson and Cozy was really quiet for some reason, which makes no sense because after the kids are out, all the boarding students are out playing games or like doing something and it's really, it's usually really loud. But um, what actually happened was that we had a student in P1 that actually passed away because they were hit by a car right outside the school. And so that was a really, really tough time for my grow team. And of course, first of all, tough time for the community, for their parents, for this, for their teachers, for the school, for all of her classmates, like all of that, of course, but for the grow team, it was tough because, you know, we're hypothetically there to support our partners so you can improve health, you know, and at the when you're working on projects related to water access to reduce like waterborne illnesses or you know giving girls sanitary pads or you know improving income in the region for the pig project then you realize that there's a whole other need that you haven't met that's an active that's an active problem that's going on and you see it acutely occur like that that hurts because then you want you think that you might have like failed the community or that you know that you're not focusing on the right things and then you know how do you help the community heal after that and so that was something that our grow team talked about and also talked about how we can move forward from an event like that um, and be better at serving you know Mpoma and the surrounding villages because that's a really important need that would had been unaddressed until then so that was a really difficult experience um, and you know growing from that I think our partnership grew we had a deeper understanding of what happened and why things were happening and I think that uh, that's really important when it got really you know retold back to chapter at home because then chapter was able you know we used a collective instead of four minds but 50 minds to come up with better solutions and that's really important because you know you need as many people to think of these solutions as possible and so um yeah that was especially hard but I'm glad we learned something from it I'm glad we're moving in the right direction and that's where the school bus sort of side and fundraising initiatives stemmed from, right? So not a part of our partnership at the Globemen at UCLA chapter specifically, but seeing that need in the community and then wanting to do something about it um, and still have that be like a fundraising option through the Globemen at UCLA WordPress, WordPress website. So yeah, just sort of like following through with the, the needs that one sees in a community and like wanting to do something about it, so. Um, Can so I, I add guess, something? Yeah, of course. Sorry, I just wanted to add something. I think it combines the past two uh, questions that we answered, which was like, what's important that you learned and also what was maybe a little bit more difficult in the grow trip. I think the grow coordinator position and I know Nisarg was grow coordinator too. Like, I believe it's something that doesn't end right when you begin the trip. It's definitely a role that you need to maintain throughout the trip as well. And so I learned a lot in terms of how to watch out for my teammates and um, make sure that I'm there for them in anything that they need. And so a big thing was, like you talked about Magdalena, the like, adjusting to life was probably really a really big thing that all of us had to deal with. And so it was important for me as a girl coordinator to be weary and privy to how my team members were feeling, how they were adjusting, whether doing XYZ was out of their comfort zone or if they could give more. And so it was something that I learned personally about leadership and being a strong team leader was not necessarily, you know, being the one making all the decisions, but making sure that the team dynamic was healthy, 
folks had what they need to, you know, process on their own, deal with things on their own, or also deal with things as an entire group. And so that definitely has stuck with me in terms of my leadership qualities and skills I want to bring to the table in any aspect of my career post-grad. Post and I think that comes back to one of GloMed's leadership practices, which is like stay authentic, but also be brave. And just like being able to like stay authentic to yourself throughout the trip as you are sort of immersing yourself in a completely different culture where the community could not be any more welcoming, but that is not necessarily going to make it easy to adapt to a new community for the seven weeks, which is how long the UCLA Grow internship usually lasts. Um, um, while also being brave and understanding that you're there for a reason and you love the work that you're doing and um, the welcoming community just makes it so much easier to just be able to even know Uncle Peter remotely through Skype, through FaceTime or wherever it is I call him through, just knowing that the Glomina UCLA chapter really does have a second home in Mpoma. And Uncle Peter does say that all the time. <laughs> um, I was just curious to see whether it was like a formal trip and experience or just through um, traveling or sorry, maybe you through like going back to India and seeing other initiatives happen. Um, if you have been on any more trips centered around global health and health equity, and if they felt significantly different than the GROW internship in terms of whether that's content, learnings, structure, um, and how you sort of process that, those differences or similarities. And I personally have not been on a trip similar to GROW or centered on global health. I think for, mostly for the fact that a lot of trips that folks can go on without you know, maybe a master's degree in global health or some sort of practical experience or involvement, they aren't structured in the same way that GROW is and they don't necessarily align with how I think a um, trip abroad to help a community should proceed. So personally, I just like haven't found any opportunities to do that that I felt safe and comfortable participating in, um, but that just makes my GROW trip all the more special. Yeah, like I haven't had that opportunity either. I think it has to do with values again, right? And the, what values that GROW has and um, what values that a lot of other global health trips you know, come across as having. Um, and it, it's just different. And so you want to put yourself in a situation where you could be, you know, not be doing the right thing to the community for any sort of personal gain or learning. And I think GROW balances that really, really well, where it's centered on the community and you learn through that process, which is important instead of using it as a learning experience. But I mean, in terms of like other other experiences, you know, traveling across the world and seeing health taking place in different ways, I think that um, it's it's different. You know, GROW is a really interesting experience because I feel like even like seeing healthcare play out in India, for example, and like going to a hospital there, for example, you get to see what clinical interactions look like and also how medicine is practiced differently. But I feel like you get not as great of an idea unless you live in the community to understand um, what the community's perspective on medicine really is and how they approach healthcare and all the other holistic factors that, that affect health. And I think Roe is a really unique experience because it's not just focused on the clinical interactions. And in fact, it's pretty much not at all because we barely spent any time in the clinic. And so um, I think that that's really important because you need to, it's more of a public health oriented 
internship that relies on figuring out ways to improve health in community settings, not in the hospital, which I think is really important as we, you know, move forward in medicine, we're seeing that, you know, with COVID and everything, of course, we need like superstar nurses and doctors and everyone in the hospital, but there are also communities that really need help outside the hospital. And so I really appreciate how GROW gave me that sort of experience too. I think that's a very like interesting perspective to bring to the table too, just thinking about the idea that it's not really like at all centered about a clinical setting and um, sort of narrowing it down to students that perhaps would be interested in more in like a hospital healthcare infrastructure related um, experience. Um, but I do think that goes back to just what happened 15 years ago when GlobeMed was founded because that group of Northwestern students in 2006 when they realized that there wasn't really any other experience that they could um, sort of participate in to actually further global health equity in a way that was anti-colonialist, in a way that was uplifting community members and actually aligned with their values um, of self-sufficiency, etc. Um, that just goes back to both of your answers, how the GlobeMed internship is different in that way and sort of in the next 15 years of GlobeMed, I can only wait and see like how many more students are able to sort of learn from the GlobeMed model and curriculum and sort of apply the same values and morals that we bring into global health efforts and development. So now wrapping up, since we are running out of time, um, how do you plan to advocate for global health equity in your future work? Or how would you say you are already doing that throughout your current endeavors? For me, I hope to utilize the skills I've gained since postgrad working with um, large healthcare organizations here in the US and essentially revolved around how an organization or a business um, should run and should function for the better. And so I hope that in the future, I can use the skills and knowledge that I've gained here to volunteer my time with other global health focused nonprofits and organizations and help their business model or organization model uh, be the most effective and most impactful can be. So I think oftentimes we think that, oh, to advocate for global health equity, I need to be on the ground. There's so many things that we can do um, from our own backyard or um, through you know, a different chain of order um, to really show up for those communities and for global health equity. So that's how I plan to pursue that in my future career. Yeah, just to jump in, I have the same exact perspective, I feel like, Oftentimes you are sort of expected to go on your summer practicum abroad rather than like perhaps having an experience locally in the United States or wherever you are based. But I agree, like I am pursuing a master's in healthcare administration after graduation because I feel like through that way I will be able to work in the management side of things locally and be able to sort of reform the healthcare system from within. And I think that you can always bring a global health perspective to whatever it is you're learning and just be able to sort of bring back the perspectives of the community members, whether that is of a community right outside your doorstep or across the globe. Yeah, um, first of all, congrats um, on doing that and graduating. But um, I think I wanted to touch on that really quickly, like in terms of like, I know we're wrapping up, but you just, I just want to get this out and say that in terms of grow as an experience, like I think grow is really pivotal, not only like, the experience that you could actually be there, help communities and things like that. But it, I think that it's really important in, in sort of uh, training the way you think 
and like future leaders in global health, even if you're not directly going into medicine or, you know, wherever you end up, right, like healthcare administration, consulting, whether it's at home or abroad, I think that, you know, really viewing that as a sort of training, uh, as a sort of training to get there and think critically about what it means to fight for equity or to improve a healthcare system in any one of the you know realms that it needs improvement in is really something that stands out because if you ask people who are you know involved in partnerships or have been on grow compared to you know other people you know around UCLA that might not have or even in general haven't had an experience who working so closely with a partner i think it really changes the way and the quality of skills that you possess, like Ryan's talking about leadership, um, you know, you've had such a nuanced experience talking to Uncle Peter for a whole year, not just a summer. And so I think that's going to inform your work as well. So I think, you know, for NAF, for HQ, for donors, and for anyone really listening, it's this idea that you're not only just helping communities out there, which is super important, but you're also training uh, students so to have that opportunity to be leaders and then make more impactful change in the future as a result of it. So you're going to see a better global health community come out of this. Um, and then in terms of, you know, how I hope to use the work from GROW is, you know, in medicine, I think it's really important to spotlight community voices all the time because patients have really different and unique experiences. So I hope to, you know, bring that lens and bring that perspective of the communities that we worked with and the village members I got to speak with during my outreaches and really share that with classmates, you know, all, all the time and use that as an experience to always be questioning our assumptions about whether someone can afford something, someone can access something, what it means to work in a rural setting and all of that, because, you know, uh, physicians need to keep in, keep in account all of those social factors that also affect healthcare. And so challenging students to do that and then working on the problems I saw there through research at Yale is something that I'm excited to do. Wow, all such great points that I resonate with so much. And I know that everyone at the UCLA chapter does and at, in the Globet Network does. But this has been wonderful. I know I have had so much fun. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having us. And congrats again on graduating. Um, thank you. And your future schooling. Yeah. Thank you. And nice to see you again, Nisarg. And nice to meet you, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for moderating this. It's good catching up with you guys. Yeah. Bye, everyone.